0: Today's episode of Locked Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. You're Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, June 8th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and subscribe to the podcast. Go leave me a review. Rate me five stars if you'd like. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Not a whole lot of Blackhawks updates here in the last 24 hours. Yesterday, I broke down. All the latest news out of the 2021 World Championships where we saw Brandon Hagel, Brandon Peary, Nicholas Bodan, and Team Canada walk away with the gold medal. An unexpected run for the Canadians. They started out the tournament 0-3. They were right there next to Team Italy at the bottom of the standings, but wound up uh, turning it around and taking home the whole thing, defeating Team Finland 3-2 in overtime on Saturday. I also talked about how... Drew Comesso, despite not making an appearance in the tournament, uh, he will get a bronze medal as well as Team USA defeated Lucas Reichel and Team Germany 6-1 in the third-place game on Saturday. I was really hoping that uh, an underdog like Team Germany would be able to make a run for the gold this year. They got out to that blazing hot start in the tournament, as did Reichel. I, I believe he was actually the leading scorer through the first two or three games or something. um, Unfortunately, he wasn't able to keep it up, but still, certainly an encouraging performance at the World Championships out of the Blackhawks' 2020 first-round pick. And as I've talked about on the show numerous times in the last couple of weeks, I'm so, so, so excited to see him finally sign that entry-level contract in the next uh next couple of weeks, now that the tournament is over, and finally make that jump over to North America for next season. When I was scouting all the prospects in last year's NHL draft, Reichel seriously was one of my favorites to break down, and originally, he had that post-draft interview with the Blackhawks where he stated it was going to be, you know, two years before we saw him come overseas and join the organization, but now, obviously, we know that process has been sped up a little bit, and... After not only a strong performance at the World Championships, but Reichel also had a really solid season with Ice Baron over in the DEL. He made the transition to center. He got more responsible on both sides of the puck, saw some some larger roles on Ice Baron's top power play unit, and he also helped lead the Polar Bears to a DEL championship. So it only makes sense for Reichel at this point to want to make the jump over to pro hockey in the United States. There's just not much more to accomplish over there in his native country of Germany, but I've spoke about all of the latest news out of the World Championships. Aside from that, not a whole lot of major headlines or anything going on right now for the Hawks. We do know that they will be officially selecting 11th overall in the 2021 NHL Draft that takes place later on in July. But I'm going to start getting into uh, all of those prospects here on the podcast. That's going to be starting next Monday. I'll be taking a dive into uh, some of the players slash prospects who are projected to go right in that, you know, 10 to 15 range where the Blackhawks will be selecting. Very excited to get into all of that once again this summer. But besides that, I mean, you know, it's that time of the season where things just tend to slow down tremendously for a team that's not competing in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And speaking of the Stanley Cup playoffs, I guess now would be a pretty good time to get into all of the latest action that has occurred in the last few days. Starting off with the Montreal Canadiens. They wrapped up their series sweep of the Winnipeg Jets last night with a 3-2 overtime victory at home to seal the deal. What a run it's been for Montreal here in the last couple of weeks. Coming back from down 3-1 to in that first round series against the top team in the division, the Toronto Maple Leafs. A team that some people, I'm not going to name any names here or anything, but a team that some people had going all the way to the Stanley Cup Final this season. But Montreal, they fought their way back, wound up taking that series in Toronto during Game 7, and then they just kept the hot streak rolling here by taking all four games against the Jets, who in the opening round series took all four games against the Edmonton Oilers. Not sure what that says about Edmonton in terms of the transitive property, my math from high school is a little bit shaky, but Montreal just decimated the Jets in this series. I actually saw a tweet from, oh man, who was it? It was, God, I wish I could remember who it was off the top of my head, but it stated that since expected goals for and kind of those deeper analytical numbers have been tracked in the postseason, since 2007, 2008, when that all started, this was the most lopsided playoff series that has been recorded. Like. Montreal just completely took it to Winnipeg in each and every game of this series. They're rolling right now. And with Carey Price playing the way that he is in that for Montreal, I mean, I don't want to say I think they can keep it going. That's going to be a big ask no matter who they play in the next round. But certainly don't count out the Canadians because... They've put together now seven consecutive wins. The team's fired up. GM Mark Bergevin is jacked up. Uh, Former Blackhawks defenseman Eric Gustafson scored his first career postseason goal. I actually went and looked at Gustafson's numbers for Montreal in this postseason, and he's played like nine to 10 minutes a game. They're mostly just playing him on the power play, and when the rest of their defensemen are tired, they're like, all right, I guess you can go and try to play defense right now. That's pretty much what you have to do with an offensive-minded guy like Eric Gustafson on the back end, but congrats to Gusty for scoring his first career postseason goal last night. That started things off for the Canadians, put them up one to nothing. They actually nearly, nearly blew this one. They were up two to nothing. Winnipeg came storming back to tie it two to two, but uh, the kids connected for a goal in overtime. Cole Caulfield to Nick Suzuki connect for the one-timer, and that put the Montreal Canadiens into the third round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And hey, as I just talked about, when they have arguably the best goaltender in the world on their side playing the way that he is, they got a chance to win each and every night. I don't care who it's up against, but um big congratulations to the Montreal Canadiens for keeping things rolling, getting past the Winnipeg Jets and becoming the first team in 2021 to lock themselves into the Stanley Cup semifinals. And I believe Because um, the playoffs are getting reseeded this year, no matter who wins in any of the other three series, Montreal will be the lowest seed in the semifinals, meaning that they should be taking on the top seed remaining in the next round, which will be the winner of Colorado and Vegas, because both those teams finished with 82 points this season, tied for the most in the NHL, but Colorado came away with the President's Trophy due to The the tiebreaker regulation and overtime wins coming down on the final game of the regular season. So, looking like Montreal, they're going to have a tough task ahead of them, either way, whether it be Vegas or Colorado. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, what a series we have on our hands there. Vegas has clawed their way right back into the series with back to back wins at home in games three and game four. They honestly should have won game two in Colorado as well, but now. We got a series on our hands, ladies and gentlemen, a best of three to determine the winner of the Honda West division. Of course, most of you probably know if you've been listening to the show for a while now that I have the Vegas Golden Knights taking home the Stanley Cup this year in my bracket. So pretty pumped to see them make this kind of a comeback, but the job's not done yet. They got a huge game five tonight in Colorado. Definitely go and watch that game tonight. If you got nothing going on, crack open a brew, throw your legs up. And enjoy yourself, because it's shaping up to be quite a dandy. Game 5 between Vegas and Colorado kicks off at 8 p.m. Central Time later on tonight. Alright, there are some quick updates out of the North and West Divisions in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Coming up in just a moment, I'll also provide the latest news out of both the series in the East. But first, I need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax-loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. So grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, Go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown nhl. That's w e a l t h f r o n t.com slash lockdown nhl to start growing your savings. I also need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rockauto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%? or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership. Chain stores and car dealerships, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about Montreal advancing onto the semifinals and Vegas versus Colorado heading to Game 5 tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs. One thing I also wanted to be sure to add in is that in the last couple of days, the United States and Canadian governments have both announced that the northern border will officially be open for the Canadians and for whoever they face in the next round in order to travel back and forth for their best of seven series. Of course, for the entire regular season and so far through the playoffs, the Canadian border has been shut down. Hence, the entire Canadian division being formed, plus some Canadian teams in other sports playing in um, ballparks in the United States for the past couple of years since COVID has been uh, affecting the country. And this, you know, it, it was a little bit of a concern heading into the Stanley Cup playoffs, because, well, you know, Canada, they're still not in the best position in terms of COVID lockdowns and whatnot. Um, I know it's still a little bit more severe up north at the moment, especially in that Toronto area. We saw the OHL get canceled this season. The WHL was canceled this year. Uh, I know in golf, the Canadian Open was supposed to be this week, but that that got canceled because of covid um, the, the Toronto Blue Jays have been forced to play elsewhere. Same with the Raptors. Fortunately, there's enough Canadian teams in the NHL where they could just band together and have their own division. But the concern for the last couple of months has been, well, when the semifinals do arrive, what's going to happen here with the Canadian team? But it seems like... Everything's been straightened out, so there won't be any, you know, complicated travel issues, and both teams will be able to have home games in their own arenas, which is so important for this time of the year, especially in the final two series of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Really glad that both governments were able to work something out for the Montreal Canadiens and for whoever they will be facing in the next round, whether it be the Vegas Golden Knights or the Colorado Avalanche. But as for the other two series... Out of the eastern half of the United States, starting with the Bruins and Islanders, what a game five last night between those two teams. That series has been so awesome so far, right up there behind Vegas and Colorado, in my mind. Vegas and, Vegas and the Avs, they've been a 1A, and then the Isles and Bruins, that's been a 1B. It's also been awesome to see uh, the Barstool guys like go to Borelli's in New York, uh they went somewhere else in Boston. That's been a little cool rivalry, and it's been fun to watch those live streams as well. Um, and last night, despite getting heavily outshot, I believe it was like 44-19 to 19 or something, the Islanders managed to hold off a late surge from the Bruins and took Game 5 by a score of 5-4, to four. and now they'll be heading back to New York, the Coliseum, for Game 6 on Wednesday night, looking to close things out and punch their ticket onto the semis just like the Montreal Canadiens did last night against the Winnipeg Jets. And if the Isles are successful at closing the job tomorrow, then they will likely be taking on the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, in the third round. As the Lightning, they currently hold a 3-1 lead over the Carolina Hurricanes in their second round series. And for those of you that missed... Game 4 on Saturday, that game was absolutely insane. It was one nothing Tampa after the first period. Braden Point opened the scoring with just an easy tap-in goal. And then, 8 goals went on to be scored in the second period. Tampa went into the period after 20 minutes, up one nothing. They came out of the second with a 5-4 lead. It was just a crazy... Back and forth action in that second period. I actually, I was hanging out with one of my buddies at my place. I jumped in the shower for ten minutes. I believe it was, it was either one to one or two to one. He's like, "Yeah, Carolina's up four to three now." I was like, "What just happened?" I went back and looked at my phone, uh, watched all the highlights, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, everything was getting by, getting by those goaltenders in the second period." But then in the third, Nikita Kucherov he adds one late to seal the deal for the Lightning, and that officially puts Carolina with their backs up against the wall. And coming into the playoffs in my bracket, I had Tampa Bay winning the series in 6 games over the Canes because despite a lot of people thinking that, you know, Carolina was already they were a lot of people thought that Carolina was ready to make a cup run this year, but I just didn't first off, it, it was going to be I don't even know if I liked them more than the Florida Panthers. The Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers, if that was a series going on here in the second round, I don't know who I would have liked to come out of that, but regardless, I didn't like either of those teams as much as I liked, liked the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially in a 100% healthy Tampa Bay Lightning team with Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov, you know, essentially, it's the exact same team for the most part as last year, a couple of different pieces, I know they don't have Anton Strowman. they also lost uh, Cedric Paquette, but for the most part, I mean, all the big pieces, the big names are still there, and That group, they've played a ton of postseason hockey together over the last decade or so, and it just felt like it was too big of an ask for Carolina to already take down a team like this. No knock on the Canes or anything. I just see the Lightning as a completely different beast, and that's why I also fully expect them to take care of business and knock off the Carolina Hurricanes in either Game 5 tonight, which starts at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, by the way, or in Game 6 back in Tampa Bay on Thursday night. Oh, and one last thing I wanted to be sure to mention, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. Eight years ago today, eight years ago, Patrick Kane scored the overtime winner in game five against the Los Angeles Kings. That gave him the hat trick, and it also sent the Chicago Blackhawks back to the Stanley Cup final for the second time in four years. Simpler times, folks. One of my favorite goals of all time, I gotta say, Taze and Kane on a two-on-one. I mean. How else would you want to draw it up? And it's actually kind of crazy that I remember this because I remember exactly where I was for, for that game five against LA in 2013. I was still, I was in high school. That It was during the summer. So I was playing travel baseball with my buddies and we actually had a tournament in Rockford, Illinois. And we were in our hotel room I remember we were out at dinner when Kane scored that first goal where uh, he found the loose puck in front of the net and just had the patience to hold it all the way to the left side and went top shelf. I remember watching that in a restaurant in Rockford with my buddies, and I also remember that heading into overtime, For uh, first off, Kane, what originally was going to be the game-winning goal in that Game 5, Kane scored his second with like... Three or four minutes left. It should have been a penalty behind the Kings net. LA was going crazy that there was no penalty called. So it kind of made sense that Mike Richards, in desperation, was able to tie up the game and force overtime. It kind of worked out better that way for the Blackhawks, knowing what we do now. But I do remember going into overtime, my buddy, shout out to Stevie Ulrich if he happens to be listening to this podcast, a United States Marine out in California. Um, My buddy Stevie asked me who I had scoring the game winner for the Blackhawks. And I said, Patrick Kane for the hat trick to send the Blackhawks back to the Stanley Cup final. I am not making up that story, ladies and gentlemen. That happened. And what do you know? Kaner, two-on-one with Jonathan Taze. As I said, how else would you want to draw it up? Taser puts it right in Kane's wheelhouse. He roofs it past Jonathan Quick's glove side and hits the UC and the Kings with a heartbreaker celebration as the cherry on top. It was like that cute little moment, that like Titanic moment. Between Andrew Shaw and Patrick Kane, that's been uh, that's a gift. Great moment there between those two. Um, and then, of course, after that, the Blackhawks go on to beat the Boston Bruins in six games to win their second Stanley Cup in four years. Two goals in 17 seconds during game six. It's all history. But I had to be sure to bring up Patrick Kane's heartbreaker goal on today's show eight years ago today, ladies and gentlemen. Crazy how fast the time flies by. But hopefully, the Blackhawks... Can get Kaner some adequate help in the next few years while he's still performing at a high level, so he can make a couple more memorable postseason moments like this one for the future for our Chicago Blackhawks. All right, there are some thoughts on the 2021 Stanley Cup playoffs, as well as Patrick Kane's heartbreaker goal back against the Los Angeles Kings in 2013. Coming up in just a moment... It's time for 25-year-old forward Dominic Kubalik's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is getting into the summer swing. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting towards the second round. UFC is an all-year-round sport, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's seriously the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to talk to you all about Lucy Nicotine. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner alternative. Finally, a tobacco alternative that doesn't suck. Lucy has created a nicotine gum that's been researched and developed for over three years and comes in wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate flavors. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three other flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gum are both FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy right now. It's 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month, and now you can also get 20% off by going to Lucy.co and using the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, one word in all caps. That's Lucy.co with the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL to get 20% off your first order on all products. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Alright, we're back here on the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I just wrapped up talking about Patrick Kane's heartbreaker celebration after scoring the game-winning goal in the 2013 Western Conference Final versus the Los Angeles Kings. Now, to finish things up on the show here today, I'm going to continue on with my Blackhawks 2021 season recap segment. And today's selection is 25-year-old Czech forward Dominic Kubalik, who just finished up his second season in the NHL as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. And of course... He had that tremendous rookie campaign where he finished with 30 goals in just 68 games played. Wound up finishing third in the Calder Trophy race behind only Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes, both two rookie standouts in the NHL. So coming into the year, I think most people were already aware of Kubalik's elite goal-scoring capabilities. The dude has a rifle of the shot and is just clearly a natural goal scorer. But the one area I personally was interested in kind of watching him develop in his second NHL season, was truly more so as a playmaker and what he can do with the puck on his stick rather than just rifle it past the goaltender. I actually remember, it was actually before the first series of the season against the Tampa Bay Lightning, I sat down with Adam Danker, the host of Locked On Lightning, and he kind of asked me what I'm looking for out of Dominic Kubelik this year in his sophomore season in the NHL. And I talked about that. I said, well, we know that this guy can score goals, 30 in 68 games as a rookie, 26 at even strength. He's got a clapper. We know he can score goals at this level. But what I'm interested to see is how can he kind of, he, he did, I believe he only had 16 assists in his 68 games played as a rookie. How can he become more of a playmaker and more dependable with the puck on his stick when he's not shooting the puck? I was very interested to see how the assist numbers and how all of that would fare this season now that he's got a year under his belt and kind of has some chemistry with a couple of the boys and his role had settled in a little bit more than it was as a rookie heading into his first training camp. And honestly, it was kind of tough to judge Kubelik in that department this season because it still seems that for whatever reason... Head coach Jeremy Colleton just does not give Kubelik consistent top six minutes, especially at even strength. Kubelik usually serves as, like, a third liner in average time on ice per game. And looking at the Blackhawks' numbers this season, Kubelik finished 11th on the Blackhawks in average time on ice and 5th among Blackhawks forwards. So I guess kind of as a second-line guy, but he only had one second more than Dylan Strome, who really didn't look good at all this season. And he only had 50 seconds more than fourth-line center David Camp, while also being behind both Kirby Doc and Pia Suter. I know as a winger and as someone who doesn't play on the penalty kill, I get that some nights are going to be lower than others in terms of ice time. But it just seems like I didn't... There, there weren't any games really this season where I noticed that Colleton gave Kubalik his 17 or 18 minutes per game that I feel he deserves. So that made it Kind of tough to judge Kubalik's overall game this season when he wasn't out there scoring goals. But looking at the numbers overall, Kubelik finished the year with 17 goals and 21 assists for 38 points in his 56 games played. He dressed in each and every Blackhawks game in 2021. And he was right about on the same exact points per game pace as he was as a rookie, roughly right below 0.7 points per game. Actually, it's been 0.68 in both his rookie and sophomore seasons. Um, I know maybe some people were probably hoping that he was going to take that next step this season offensively, but after coming out and scoring 30 goals as a rookie, I mean, I knew that was going to be hard to top, especially because he shot 19.1% last year, some of the best in the National Hockey League. This time around, Kubalik shot a much more realistic 10.9%. I would like to see that get a little bit closer, up to 15. That's kind of where the elite goal scorers lie, right around there in 17, 18. But 19% in your first year in the NHL, that's a little hard to replicate year in and year out. So I didn't expect that to happen once again this season for Kubalik, which it obviously drew back down to a more normal number at 10.9. Another number, or I guess a couple of numbers, that I wanted to talk about. For the second consecutive year, Dominic Kubalik only had four power play goals, but we've seen time to time when he actually does get looks on that first unit, and we even saw it at the World Championships the past couple of weeks as well, Kubalik can hammer the one-timer from the right dot. And I feel like the Blackhawks, I know they want Kane in that position, but come on, man. We're basically wasting one of our best weapons when we're on the man advantage. I mean, Kubalik, what? He plays 30 or 40 seconds, if that, on the second unit, if the Blackhawks are even able to enter the offensive zone. And the thing about this as well is that Kubalik, he's proven he can score goals at 5-on-5. Five five. As I said, of his 30 goals last season, 26 were scored at even strength. And then he went on to add 13 more out of his 17 goals this season. If he can score at even strength, He can score on the power play, Jeremy, so I'm a little bit frustrated to see that through two full years now, the Blackhawks still have not been able to implement Kubelik and that one-timer of his on the top power play unit for this team. What else we got here? I already talked about the shooting percentage take a dip, the time on ice. Ooh, only 18 penalty minutes for Kubelik this year, 16 last year, and 68 games played, so... Nine penalties in 56 games. It was a little bit more than as a rookie, but still a, a solid job there for Kubi. Uh, not really one to take many dumb penalties, and I don't remember any being egregiously or, or, or egregious or something really stupid. None not off the top of my head. He's usually pretty smart in that department. Um, I guess we can talk about the giveaways here. Uh, they were The giveaways and the takeaways, they were a little bit interesting. I know Kubelik's... Not exactly a defensive-minded forward, but only 12 takeaways in 56 games this season. Basically one every five games. I mean, come on, dude. That's an area he certainly has to work on going forward. Um, the giveaways, they, they were a little bit down, only 19 in 56 games. It was about the same as last year. He had 25 in 68 games played in 2019-20. Um, I've also had, one thing I wanted to bring up, I've also had a couple of accounts on Twitter that they've tweeted at me or responded to my in-game tweets when the Blackhawks were still playing this season. Um, they just brought up to me how much that they have noticed Kubelik's struggles with turning the puck over when trying to exit the defensive zone. And that's something I noticed a little bit, too. There were times where he'd turn around with his back towards the opposition's net, and then he just turn and fire a pass, and... It really was going to no one. I mean, I'm not only blaming Kubelik for this. The Blackhawks passing in transition as a whole the last couple of years has been pretty dog crap, to be honest. Um, But a couple areas there defensively that Dominic Kubelik could be at, I wanted to be sure to bring that up. Again, defense isn't exactly his repertoire, but if he could sturdy things up a little bit more in that area, that would be a nice little boost to the Blackhawks' top six forward groups going forward. But overall taking everything into consideration with Kubalik, The fact that he wasn't used consistently on the power play yet again. Um, even at 5-on-5, five five, he was usually a second- or third-line player despite scoring 30 goals as a rookie of the year prior. Um, the offensive numbers were about the same because the assists, he picked it up in that department this season. The defense... Still wasn't great as a whole, but it also wasn't horrible. He was on the ice for 32 goals, four at even strength to 33 against. So all in all, I'm going to give Dominic Kubelik a flat B for his performance in 2021. Had he been uh, given a little bit more of an opportunity, and also I think had he played with a healthy Jonathan Taze this season, I do think his numbers would have gone up and would have been a little bit higher than they were this season. Um. 60% 60% of the fans that voted yesterday gave Kubalik a B. I agree with that decision. Uh, I don't think he was phenomenal, or phenomenal or anything. As I said, the goal scoring numbers were a little bit down, but I thought he made up with that, uh, made up for that with some strong play at five on five, and also with his assist numbers on the power play being up. I really think that Colleton needs to use Kubalik on that top power play unit next year. I don't care where you have to move Patrick Kane because right now, clearly. Things aren't working out on the man advantage. The Blackhawks, they just had one of the worst power plays in the league for the majority of the season. The numbers were just skewed a little bit because of a ludicrous start to the year. So, they need, I need to see one of their elite goal scorers out there on the top man advantage next season. Jeremy Colleton, please start using Dominic Kubelik to his full potential. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, June 8th's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host Jack Bushman. For any questions at all. Uh, well, I guess you can catch me first on Twitter at my personal account at Jack Bushman2. You can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. As I said, for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my said Twitter accounts, or you can even call 708 653 0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.